Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nives. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. I'm feeling a little hoarse today, but that's okay, because we're in the middle of November. November. That's right. We are talking about new metal bands doing it today making that new metal baby and today we're talking about a band recommended to us many times over islander and their album violence and destruction who boy we talk all about that record but before we do we have got to talk about who's tweeting who's tweeting who is so we did an episode all about orgy vapor transmission and we got some feedback. We sure did. Over on Twitter, Ian Scotto says, You're killing me, guys. Vapor Transmission by Orgy is one of my favorite albums. Like, legit top 10 albums ever for me, probably. BTW, the fashion stuff makes sense since they had a song on the Zoolander soundtrack. I didn't know about the bonus track till now, though. So thanks for that. There we go. You're welcome, Ian. Welcome, Ian. Uh, Heather said, bought a $7 L'Oreal metallic purple lipstick from Kmart just to appease the Blue Monday sex gods known as Orgy. I lived and breathed that music video and may have humped my couch to it to you live and you learn. Hashtag no regrets. All right. All right. Hey, couch humping. Who hasn't? Uh, Topanga Lee says Claren- the Clarence Carter song Strokin' was part of my childhood. <laughs> LOL. I remember the video too. Strokin'. <laughs> man. Oh, man. I love that we got to ruin your life there for a minute. That, oh, man. Oh, that fucking song. Oh, that Lord. fucking song. Have my anybody fuck. in the house tonight ever made love? I was like, no, I don't even have pubes yet. Can <laughs> we stop? How does this work? This? I'm grossed out. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, oh man! Just the sickest song of all. The the grossest. Uh, Brad. Uh, Brad Hicks said, "Thank you for publishing an app of Roach Coach that has me officially angry a day before my birthday." <laughs> Message sent from Opticon. Brad Hicks. Wow. Well, gotta <laughs> gotta anger people the day before their birthday. It's good luck. Y- you, you gotta. You gotta. Uh, Over on Facebook, David Brown said, in all seriousness, I have a real soft spot for this album. It gets some sick, and I reckon most of your piss-taking is warranted. Uh, Oh, get some stick, and I reckon most of your piss-taking is warranted. But whenever I hear a song from it, I go into a pretty heavy nostalgia trip of arm shelves and lipstick wearing from when me and my mate Steve went through our wannabe Jay Gordon stages. I still absolutely love his vocals. They're an acquired taste for sure, but I'm way into them. Fiction, Eva, and Eyes Radio Lies are basically heavy pop songs, and they have awesome hooks. I'm going to go give this a proper spin in the car later. That's fair. There are, I get it. There are tons of albums that I... There's no way... And I'm not saying that our take was the right take or an objective no. take, because I don't think that's necessarily true, but... There's so many records I just love that bring back good memories that like. And let me just say that there is a part of me that wishes I would have glommed on to somebody as cool as Jay Gordon to mimic my style after instead of wanting the hair from the cha-ching guy. 
<laughs> which was Seth Green. Who's the Chiching. Oh, the chi- wow. Seth That's Green going back in the Chiching rallies commercial. Also, um, I forget. It's, rallies is also another chain. Checkers, uh, same chain, same ref. But they had this commercial where he would like say cha-ching in it. It's so 90s. Look it up. YouTube exists. But he had like really awesome waterfall hair. Oh, yeah. Kind of like um, Corey from uh, Boy Meets World hair. Is it Corey? Not, Not Corey. No, Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong. Ryder Strong hair. This like, is the I second that. time Ryder Strong's hair has come up on this show. And it won't be the last. Mm. <laughs> but like, I wanted that cool kind of parted down the middle, double waterfall thing. Oh, for sure, a butt cut. Yeah, I, but I like thought, a, an an elevated butt cut. Right. Yeah, I thought I would look really cool. I didn't, by the way, guys. Ever. Uh, I went yeah. bald, I, yeah. and I I celebrated because I was like, don't have to fuck with that anymore. You could try to see what what you could get for the water. It might be less of a waterfall, but yeah, <laughs> well, just. just <laughs> just really, I just have tributaries all over the place. That's that's the look that you should try to. Oh, that's the look. you know what my wife hey, loves. Twenty twenty is coming up, baby. Catherine, here's the deal. I'm growing tributaries this year. <laughs> I'm gonna give you the Ryder Strong Chiching guy. Oh boy! Oh wow! Oh boy! Um, Cameron Lamance. Send us a message. He says, ICP did a cover of Strokin called I Be Fucking. I listened to this. It is also bad, but not as bad as the original Strokin. Oh, boy. Jax Lawson says, I have no real opinions about Orgy, but hearing Lauren's reaction to Strokin was three fire emojis, three <laughs> laugh smile emojis. Garrett Fuller says, this may be a deep cut, but Orgy has always sounded like the two-man skater group Kinky Wizards from the movie High Fidelity. Wow. That's a very specific reference. Yeah. I haven't watched that movie in a while, so I I cannot quite remember, but I believe him. That movie fills me with a specific rage. Oh, does it? I loved it when it came out, Mm -hmm. and then I watched it years later. I watched it as a person in my 20-somethings, and I was like, I love this. And then I watched it as a woman in my 30-somethings, and I was like, this motherfucker needs to get it together. <laughs> so I, what I'm saying is I get why older guys date younger women. <laughs> uh, over on Instagram, Daddy69 said, I'll take stroking over anything on this album any day. Well, I'm glad that we activated the uh, the underground Clarence Carter fandom. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know that Roach Coach was going to bring you Clarence Carter. No, you didn't. Much like you know, a young Jennifer Bloomer didn't know that a block party was going to bring Clarence. But Carter. that's that's what three years of a show will do. No one expects to meet Clarence Carter. <laughs> no. Have you ever? I don't know. Made love on a. Couch. <laughs> so you guys, we got this is a comment just posted on the orgy episode on Instagram. Just just posted two hours ago as we record this by Coach Mike Picks, who has been slowly catching up with the show. I will now read it to you. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. 
Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter, Clarence Carter. I'll take Strokin' over any orgy song from this album. Question, does orgy ever sing about orgies? I would look at the Indigo Angels website, but I'm too lazy. Wow. What serendipity. See, that that could have been wasted, that comment. We could have lost that one to time. I'm glad we did not lose that to time. It's on the record. There it is. Well, thank you, everyone who commented. Keep on saying hello online on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and send us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. It's week three of November. We're diving right into it. It's Islander, their album, Violence and Destruction. Jenny, when did this album come out? This album was released on July 8th, 2014. Whoa. I still think that's uh, that was a good party, but... A little earlier than some of the stuff we've been doing. Definitely. Before yeah, we yeah. started mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jenny, any history with Islander? I feel like we've mentioned Islander a number of times. Uh, I thought I listened to an Islander record, but this album cover is just not it. It's it's definitely something that's been... Uh, in my consciousness is like a newer new metal band, but I don't have any meaningful history with them. How about you, Lauren? So yeah, I um I was first made aware of this band early on when we had started the show and I had looked them up, listened to this album one time, didn't really have much of an impact. Picked up their second record, was a big fan of that, listened to that a whole lot, and eventually as uh I think detailed in an episode uh, fairly recently, I went to see uh, Nonpoint with POD and Islander Open for them, and I got to meet them briefly. I was hanging out with Josh Toomey and his son. Josh Toomey's son loved Islander and basically just kept going up and bugging them the whole night, and they were loving it. And uh, they were also very nice guys, um, and they put on a pretty good show. So yeah, so I've been uh, pretty deep into the Islander thing for a while. So yeah, Matt Nas. Uh, my only exposure is I think we might have played some Islander or I watched a video from their last record uh, after you went to see them. But this will be new to me. All right. Uh, so, Jenny, on this record, who's an Islander? On this record, we have Mikey Carvajal on vocals, Andrew Murphy on guitar, Chris Dute on bass. Lovely name. Uh, Eric Frazier on drums. Producer on this record, Cameron Webb. Not a name I'm familiar with. Cameron Webb, if I'm not mistaken, did a lot of, I want to say, working with Motorhead. Is that right? Motorhead, Pennywise, Silverstein, Weezer, Alkaline Trio, and Kelly Clarkson. I think he's like later... Is he late? He's later Alkaline Trio, though, right? Has to be. I'm sh- I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So this is uh, Islanders' debut album. They had an EP before this called Pains. Came out in 2013. And Islander should be mentioned has gone through numerous lineup changes, as these bands often do. Mickey, Mikey, only uh, remaining member. He's had quite a few people come back in and out of the band. I found a video that he did with Alternative Press where he uh, basically said uh, it was five things to forget about Islander. And he said, please forget about the fact that we have so many different people in this band. 
And then he compared it to saying, if you look at a piece of art, you're not asking to look at uh, a photo of the artist. You're just looking at the art. So just don't look at us. Just enjoy the music, which is interesting. I looked up a few things. I couldn't really find any real backstory on why people left the band. It seemed like people didn't really, they didn't really get into it. And the best I could find was when Eric and Dute left the band. This was the statement issued. It's never an easy task to explain to people why someone was kicked out of a band or why someone quit. It's unfortunate that we are now in this position, but we are. If you haven't heard by now, Eric and Dute are no longer with Islander. Basically, there was a conflict of interest that couldn't be resolved. We love those guys and hope the absolute best for them in any future endeavors. It could be anything. It could be anything. Somebody get Dute on the fucking phone. <laughs> we probably could. Right now. I need the real dish. Well, I have his phone number. It's doot, 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 There doot, it is. Doot, doot, doot. <laughs> oh, fucking got him. Doom. <laughs> got him. Ah, uh, uh, yes. And uh, Jenny, genre tags on this bad boy. On this bad boy? Genre tag, only one, and it's new metal. hey There you go. And review-wise, uh, so we should mention, Mikey is part of a group of people uh, that consists of... Sonny from P.O.D., as well as Head from Corn, and they are called the Whosoevers, a nonprofit outreach organization. And it's religious, but in this sort of like open, like non-denominational kind of thing. Hmm. Like it's religious, but also you could just look at it as just sort of like motivational speaking. But, well, whosoever, I mean, that's that's good old John 316 stuff right there. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Head's in it. Fieldy's in it. Lacey Sturm, formerly a Flyleaf, is in it. And um, in one of the videos, he's wearing a whosoever a hat. And uh, as we'll get into these lyrics, um, well, you know, we'll get into these lyrics. Anything else we got to say about this band? Or are we ready to dive in? Let's dive in, let's, baby. Let's dive right in. All right, the first track on this album is called Counteract. Get your come and get it hands ready. If your come and get it hands aren't up and saying come and get it, they need to come and get it. (laughs) Those hands. How many sets of hands do you have? Come and get it. (laughs) Come and get it. My God. I wrote in my notes, we are rocking. We're at the altar of Chino. Yep. We got some chug. For sure. 
Wake up sheeple. This is this is a hot open. This is a hot open. Jenny, thoughts and counteract. Uh, I also thought it was a hot open. I really liked it. Love the chug. Love the drop. Uh, the vocals were on point. I was really feeling it. Matt Nas? You gotta love when a song starts and you're like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're there. We're in it. And then we get that chorus. We get... I mean, that is, the energy is just like, you fucking want it? It's right here. Come and get it. I mean, this chorus, you know it's ours for the taking. It belongs to us. So reach out your hand and grab it and hold on to it and never let it go. Boom. There you go. We're about to devastate the masses and counteract this world. Mm. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's keep going. Up next, we've got The Sadness of Graves. So they're taking this POD, slightly religious vibe, marrying it to the Deftones sensual vibe, especially on that chorus. I wrote in my notes, this is that good shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this? This is that good shit. Oh boy. Um <laughs> Yeah, I I really enjoyed this. Um I thought I definitely feel very firmly planted at the altar of the Deftones, but this it felt a little sillier than POD, I guess in some ways. It's been a long time. Um yeah, it, it has been a long time. But uh, there's something about like the the noise that made Matt laugh, and then the um, there is something else. Uh, I'm trying to, is it's at the very top of the lyrics, but um, you need me to rewind? No, oh. I can. It, is it is it? Look at all the beautiful buildings scattered on the ground. All the pe- Oh, I know what it is. It's is look it? at all the blood. Oh, blood. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know, but but I really did enjoy it. And I guess we didn't talk about the album art, but it, it gives me a very, it, it reminds me of the movie Drive a little bit. It, it looks very of the time, by which I mean five years ago. Um, it, It's just very 
uh, it's very pink. Mm-hmm. It's got this pink, yeah, pink, uh, pink art with uh, this sort of vintage car on a road that I mean that could be 1970s New York or something like that. Um, kind of a throwback vibe. But then interior-wise, you just have shots of the band recording the album, half-eaten pizza, pedals. Um, half-eaten pedals. Half-eaten pedals. Stopped on uh, pizzas. You know, pizza and pedals. If you're making a record, okay, you need two things. Two pizza and pedals. All right? You call it the pee-pee. Two P's. You call the pee-pee. You got to get that pee-pee. <laughs> you making a record? You better have some pee-pee. Uh, so, I can't hear pee-pee without laughing. <laughs> so this is a great example coming off of last week's hacktivist episode where I was saying, I can't tell if the U- I give a lot more leeway to the UK seriousness than I do American seriousness. Meaning like, Here's Islander. For my knowledge, they are an American band. They are from Greenville, South Carolina. They are very serious. I don't think that there's... They like to have fun, and there might be some jest here and there. Jest, oh boy. Uh, And my joints are dust. But, like, (laughs) there is a... We are serious about what we're talking about here. But when you hear these lyrics, you go, huh. What? There's blood on the ground. It's like, oh boy. I don't know. Like, I'm faster to roll my eyes at a lyric like that than I was last week with any of the kind of weird stuff that Hacktivist was saying. And this was kind of bringing that point back where, like, here we are, have an American band doing that. And I don't cut them as much slack, I guess. I also think the approach is very different. That is true. Like, this is a lot more in that Deftones line of being a little more poetic, telling a little bit more of a story. The the treatment, to me, is a little bit heavier and a little more artistic, whereas with Hacktivist, it was very much like... Let me tell you what's happening. Like, with Hacktivist, I felt like the lyrics, the message... That was what they led with. I think this leads with a little bit. I think this leads more with the music, mm-hmm. and I, it's it's not quite so so clear cut in in what is trying to come across necessarily. Does that make sense? Yeah, it has. It has the level of sort of seriousness, you know, where they're talking about blood on the ground, but at the same time, he's still ad libbing in the background, going woo. Like, you know, there's still this feeling watching videos of hacktivists perform and or just watching their videos. They're like serious guys looking at the camera, not breaking eye contact. And you watch uh, there's just a bit more physicality to the Islander. Just kind of jumping around, jumping, jumping into the audience, you know, touching hands, that type of thing. That's like more emotional. Mm. maybe is that the thing it's more theatrical for sure yeah, for sure um but no this this song i love this song this is a really good one well are you ready for our next song i think so oh okay uh this is a song called coconut dracula 
This is a big song for them. I was on that ride, and then they said Coconut Dracula, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> Oh, Matt, you don't like it when they say the name. Is, is this like when you watch a movie, and they're like, we need to get the national treasure? Like when they say the name of the movie <laughs> in the movie? The titular line. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get out of Africa. Um, <laughs> is that all they say it in the movie? I can't wait to save Private Ryan. <laughs> Tell me about Schindler's List. <laughs> I got a letter in the mail. It's from Schindler. It's a list. It's Schindler's List. Wow, that's a real sense and sensibility. <laughs> no, I love this fucking song. It's not new metal to me, but I'm in for the lift. I'm in for that chorus. I'm in for the fucking everything. And then I just. I would get over it, but the first time you hear Coconut Dracula just kind of alone as two words floating after that triumphant chorus, it's a little... Eh. I've listened to this song a number of times now. I'm still not used to Coconut Dracula being said out loud. Yeah, me neither, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, this is a fucking jam. This it's, is a, It's a really good song. It's an all... Rock straight ahead. Yeah. Put your fucking lighters in the air. Yeah. Let's do it. I when I hear Coconut Dracula, I feel in the context of the song, I feel as though I'm I'm hanging out with somebody who I really like, and I'm like, oh my god, this person's fucking awesome. And then they're like, wink, and they pull up their uh, pant leg, and they're wearing mustache socks, <laughs> and I'm like, god damn it. <laughs> Get out of my fucking house. I don't know how I can love you more sometimes. <laughs> and then you do that. It's just what I'm feeling, man. Hey, you're the best. Best in the business. I mean, I got to say, uh, being a coconut Dracula sounds like a good thing. They're not out for blood. They only want what's, be- they only want what's beautiful. They're in love with the truth. 
okay, that's great. But maybe just not say it. <laughs> it's the one it's the literally the only problem with this song. This song well, is otherwise perfect. Coconut then, milk? You ever have a coconut shake? Man. I, I, yeah. I mean I mean and I get it, right? Like <laughs> Lawrence on a coconut. I don't like coconut. <laughs> but like I, I the I Oh. So I'm Here gonna, we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so boy. am I the guy that's gonna ask What's a coconut Dracula, right? I've been thinking it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so I would think a coconut Dracula is somebody who's actually toothless, right? Somebody who has all the power of a Dracula but doesn't use it. Even it I'm a coconut tooth god. I'm a coconut tooth god. <laughs> I'm a coconut tooth That was the working title of Coconut Dragon. Coconut Tooth Guy. Yeah. But like, that's, it's a toothless, a Dracula should be attacking people or animals to get blood. But instead, (laughs) he's attacking a tree nut to get milk. And arguably, you'd have to have much stronger teeth. Yeah. Your jaw strength through the roof. Coconut Dracula. If you can bite, if you don't need a machete to get into a coconut. Yeah, then you're ripping the husk off yeah. of the coconut. You had the fluoride treatment when you were a kid. <laughs> wow, those teeth are strong. Regular coconut Dracula over here. <laughs> yeah, it's you a- know that old turn, turn of phrase your grandpa said to you? It's a dental compliment to be called the it coconut is. Dracula. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Can somebody do a quick fact check? Our Islanders' parents, dentists? Wait a minute. Islander, Islander coconut. coconut, Dracula, because they're from South Carolina. Right. Keep the following this. State, the, the coffin co- the state. The coffin state. Because of all the furniture that they make there. That's exactly right. And all of the impalers. (laughs) Right. Because a wooden stake would kill a Dracula unless he's on an island in South Carolina. Carolina. Oh. You cracked it wide open. Ron Hilton like a coconut. We cracked it wide open. Hilton Head's not an island. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Old Ron Hilton Head. Old oh, Ron Hilton Head, the <laughs> yeah. island? Yeah. The islander? Yeah. Old Ron Hilton Head owns all the islands. Your support. <laughs> we cracked it wide open. Cracked it. You cracked it wide open. I'm so upset about Coconut Dracula because that song was perfect. It, it's um there's a there's a Chris Rock joke where he's like a woman a woman will meet a man and know that she'll want to sleep with him within like five seconds, but she'll be thinking the whole time. Don't say nothing stupid. Just don't say nothing stupid. And that's what coconut Dracula feels like here. It's like, Oh, you're hearing this verse. You hear these chords. You're like, Oh yeah, that's good. Don't say nothing stupid. Don't say something dumb. And it's like this perfect course. And at the end, coconut Dracula. And you're like, fuck. That's the mustache talk. Ah. <laughs> it's just like, the, the Oh, that is too. That's like, Oh, well, I'm trying to think if there's a lady equivalent, right? Like you're. I'm certain there is. It just depends on your personality. Very true. Very true. Like, I've, I don't know if this is going to make the show, but uh, 
<laughs> what are you about by, to say? Which means he might ask you to take it out. <laughs> That's correct. All right. But uh, there was a moment in my single days where I was going to like this, not goth night, but like kind of in that vein of like, you know, Brit pop and a dark, darker, more mysterious stuff. And there was a uh, Tori Amos night. And I ended up winning like this huge Tori Amos prize. Okay. I was going to say Tori Amos prize is a joke. (laughs) I really did. I won like, honestly, like a two foot by two foot Tori Amos uh, like album cover foam core thing, a copy of the album, um, some other promotional stuff. And I... Don't like Tori Amos kind of at all. Doesn't do anything for me. And this girl knew that I won and like hawked me instantly. It was like, do you do you want that stuff? And I was like, I no, actually, I don't want any of it. Do you want it? And it was kind of like this instant thing of like, oh, no. Like, I don't know. Like... Have you ever had somebody like that's a rabid Tori Amos fan befriend you because you have Tori Amos stuff? I don't oh, even know I, if this story makes no, no, sense no. anymore. I get what you're saying. It's that thing of, I mean, we're way off track now, but it's that thing where um, there's something that you like sort of, like a little bit, and then somebody you run into somebody who's like That's hard my hard. lifestyle. And you're like, oh, no, 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 I'm not that deep into it you know i mean i'm sure that's me running into somebody who's like i've heard a limp biscuit song and i'm like oh well let me tell you and they're like oh no not this fucking guy no, thank <laughs> like, you. yeah uh yeah so um yeah i know what you mean though i don't have like uh at the top of my brain like a specific instance but i know i've been there you know where, where, there. where all of a sudden you're like yeah i mean you know silent all these years i mean i, th- I think as an artist she's She's come forward in a space that not a lot of people have talked about. Oh, you're pulling out a quilt that you've made for her. Yeah. It's like, I feel like it's kind of like when you realize that somebody is not, this is a very barfy phrase, but like resonating on that soul level with you. Yes. Where you're just like, oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I used to feel like the pettiest person alive because I was largely like, I would have boyfriends for like six months at a time, but I was largely single. And when I would just go out on dates with people, they could be great in all these ways but the second i saw you were wacky i was like i'm fucking gone it just like there's there were just some things that i was like nope and i if somebody nope. had said coconut dracula to me i would have been like see ya oh, that's it that's it bud and now that like i am married to mitch i'm like oh he there was never anything like that like he just i feel like we understood each other on like in a different in way. different level, yeah. But yeah, that would be the same thing. There's like, not a yeah. moment of my life with my wife that I have to entertain her. That I have to turn it on for Catherine. Yeah. You know, like, that is such a relief because that felt like every other relationship that I was in. It was a real coconut track. <laughs> I have to say, like, I... Yeah, 
it, there, there was definitely always at least some time that I felt like I had to be like, oh, for sure. And like <laughs> with Mitch, if I'm not into something that he likes, I, I, I am like genuinely interested in something that. But you also get him, to go. Like, that's yours. Yes. And so I don't know if that's like a change in me. But that or... is maturity. Absolutely. What, am I <laughs> mature? mature? Have I become mature? I mean, it's a real coconut track. <laughs> it's, it's a real, real coconut. And if we don't <laughs> keep oh, man. going. Because oh, we are boy. only three tracks in. Oh, we shit. are. Oh, boy. Anything All else right. to add to this journey through life, love, maturity, me, and also this pretty good song? Is if somebody has the stems, can you just get Coconut Dracula out of there <laughs> and then put the leave the rest of the song as is? Mm. I mean, yeah, he doesn't. Have, he could literally just go boop 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 boop. Like he doesn't I need. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will say I think Coconut Dracula is slightly better. Oh, better than, better than, than that. No okay. offense, Lauren. No offense. This is not I a criticism am... of you as a lyricist. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> You're going to say the lyric I just came up with right now to replace Coconut Dracula is not as good as Coconut Dracula. It's Fair just that it's not enough. words. <laughs> it's oh, I feel like an onomatopoeia You want is exactly him to scat over Coconut Dracula? Skip it up a boop, boop, boo. That might be interesting. Look, All right. we could try right. out a lot of different combinations. You let us we know could. what you think that he should say instead of Coconut Dracula. Yeah, let us know. Roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Give us your Coconut Dracula Just, replacements. I want, I Subject, want Coconut yeah, Dracula body replacement. Empty, body empty. Subject, just whatever it would be. Coconut Dracula replacement hyphen your suggestion. <laughs> no text in body. <laughs> exactly right. Okay. Oh man, right, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Up next, we've got Cold Speak. You can go to 156. 156, here we go. This song is a fucking ripper. Oh, my Lord. I wrote in my notes, this chorus in the pocket 
We're playing to the cheap seats. Big POD influence here. Love it. Jenny. I also love it. Uh, I thought this was like a super fun song. It was very in the pocket. And I'm going to be honest with you. I just realized that we didn't consult my website about what Coconut Dracula means. Oh, did it have a comment? I didn't see like any comments. It did. Uh, And that comment led me to something that is on rock sound. It is track by track meanings of this. (laughs) Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, And it's the person who wrote them talking about what they're about. So now that we went through all of that, I'm just going to. I, I have to go back and read this now. I feel we like it's my we duty. I want to say, Cold Speak, excellent. Excellent Love song. it. Love Great it. song. Back to Coconut Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we knew that we were going to come back to this. <laughs> we, There's, yeah. You can't escape. Uh, you got to go back home. So uh, what he says is, my family's Hispanic, and one day my uncle said something that sounded like Coconut Dracula. I asked him if that's what he said, and he said no. I told him I liked the way it sounded. I was going to write a song with that somehow. It's a song about having a new nature. Count Dracula one day finds a coconut under the ground and bites into it. He discovers that there are beautiful things in the world that have nothing to do with being evil or hurting people. He then gets his name legally changed from Count Dracula to Coconut Dracula. He's roommates with a werewolf, Frankenstein, a witch, and a mummy. They're very confused about Dracula's new lifestyle as he is helping with charities, wearing Batman pajamas, and eating fresh veggies from his garden. This song is from the mummy's point of view, uh, as he is desiring to be filled with the same joy that has captured Dracula's heart. <laughs> there is no level of bonkers shit. Wow. And I have to tell what? you, I'm in the middle of changing my name legally, and I have to see Coconut Dracula must have been committed because it is no easy task. So... <sighs> So that's what that song is about. I mean, my, when you my, put it like that. When you put it like that, sure. Please show me your coconut Dracula. I mean, the one thing, though, is that, um, and I got to be a nitpicky nerd here. Dracula doesn't suck blood because it's like something he like wants to do. Is something he needs to do. Lauren, are you saying criminals need to commit crimes? I'm saying that without blood, Dracula dies. <laughs> I'm saying that's his food. Um, maybe <laughs> you aren't familiar with the blood of a nut. <laughs> oh, go on. <laughs> I feel like like coconuts. Water and milk, it's it's blood. Yeah, I mean, there is coconut meat. You wouldn't know, Lauren, because you don't like coconut. I don't like coconut. And let me tell you, of all the foods that I don't like, (laughs) I get so much shit for not liking coconut. Because you're insane for not liking coconut. I don't like the texture, and I don't like the taste, and I'm going to continue to live my life. (laughs) Well, I think the next song speaks to it. I guess oh. so. Big coconuts coming for you, and it's going <laughs> to cause coconut? you. Oh, yeah, boy. big coconuts coming for you, and it's going to oh. cause you pains. The coconut Dracula <laughs> reveals himself. <laughs> <laughs> 
corpses These streets are paved These streets are paved with God All right, all right. So, from what I could tell, this song, I think, is about having, like, casual sex and how it's bad. I got that from the You Call Sex Love line. Uh, Electricity is your drug. Lions eat lambs, but we'll sometimes, someday soon be friends. But you call sex love. Electricity is your drug. And then the corpses upon corpses... I, I don't know. What did you get out of it, Jenny? Well, I, I'm reading this this oh. song explained thing. So it, oh, okay. So we have answers. We have answers. We have okay. answers. Do you want the answer? I would love the answer. Okay. Let's get the crib notes. Is this? Wait, hold on. Is this from the point of view of the mummy this time, or one of Coconut Dracula's other roommates? This is just <laughs> oh, man. This is yeah. This is from Mary Shelley. Uh, Pains is the name of one of our EPs. I wanted to tie in our old EPs, Pains, and our independent release, Side Effects of Youth, to the record as a whole. Pains deals with the idea that some of the things, liberations, that we try to hold on to are actually what are killing us, but giving up yielding our lives to the truth will save it. However, this isn't an easy task. The scriptures say that God is love, and in the song... It says love will tear you apart. It represents the idea of having our fleshly lives being torn apart from ourselves so that we can truly live. It's also a subtle shout out to the amazing and influential band Joy Division and their song Love Will Tear Us Apart. Oh. Yeah. So I think you were pretty right on. Okay. Um, so I knew this band was religious and uh, I found by luck by luck meaning that it wasn't obvious the the thank yous for this album are hidden under the cd tray um i do want to mention this was a big thrift uh that i picked up from fye but uh, for some reason there's no price listed on it but i feel like i couldn't have paid that much like four bucks probably uh but mikey in his thank yous starts with the way the truth and the life jesus christ and then he thanks a bunch of people. But then I got into these liner notes. They're, people are thanking their dogs, which is great. Um, there's a lot of positivity in these thank yous. And then you get a guy, Andrew Murphy. He's going through his thank yous. He's thanking his family. He's thanking his friends. He's thanking the band. He's thanking his mom and his dad. And then he says, I'd like to thank Oatmeal just because I can. There you go. You know what? I uh, I went over and I looked at our boy Chris Dute. Chris is, you know, thanking the band, thanking his friends and family, thanks and thanking his dogs. He's got four dogs: Nia, Chance, Holly, and Meg. And then at the end, he says, "Lastly, I would like to thank anyone who's ever doubted this band. You have fueled the fire that can't burn out." An eternal flame. Ooh. Four dogs and an eternal flame. Dude is not to be fucked with. Don't fuck with dude. All right. By the way, if you'd like to give him a call, his phone number is dude, 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 dude. All right. Are we ready for our next track? Let's do it. It's Let's called it. Kingdom. I wonder who's. Definitely is of a king. Sounds like. Coconut Dracula's 
on his way somewhere on a journey. If this is the tale of Dracula finding Christ, <laughs> I think that's very compelling. <laughs> would be super interesting is, is Dracula finds Christ and it's like this thing that will kill him but he can't stay away from it metaphors guys damn so this is pretty chill for a while and then um, if you go to 210 that's when the drums kick in and then we get a uh, pretty good line right after that sorry All the beautiful buildings. All right, and then they, if you can bring it back up, it's gonna get hot. I I do like this song, by the way. I'm bagging on some of the vocal treatments, but I like it actually. That's a jam. Jenny, what'd you think of Kingdom? Uh, I liked it aloud. Aloud? I liked uh, it aloud. I, I was having so many thoughts at once, and they all came out at the same time. Jeez. I liked it a lot. I liked the uh, quiet to loud transition there. I love a slow build into something like that. Um I felt like the vocals were awesome on this song. They're very, very good. Uh, I enjoyed Kingdom quite a bit. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I was into this one. Uh, gave me some POD vibes, but they make it their own. Pretty rock solid. I'm curious, once again, um, what is this song about, according to the band? I can tell you. Kingdom deals with the idea of a king wanting to reason with fire even though it is burning his kingdom down while in all actuality he's trying to convince himself that he can live with what is killing him wow heavy right. subject matter heavy stuff matt did, right. you said you liked the song i did like the song i i like it that's kind of funny to a uh, little Bible study, Matt. Thank God. Here it is. Here it is. That <laughs> I was saying thank God, but I meant it as anyway. I get you. So if if I take a look at this kind of from a very slant Christian angle, we could, we could take a look at Christ being the thing that would be fire to burn away the life that we had. 
which is kind of funny that we were talking about a coconut Dracula finding Christ. And it would truly be like the idea of being born again means that we've killed our previous life. Like the life that we had isn't the life that we want anymore. And we want a new life, the life that we could have with Christ. So the idea of a king trying to reason with fire speaks to kind of the hubris of man. Um, very interesting that this all happens, that we're talking about this when Kanye West releases fucking Jesus is King fucking, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which which kind of has similar things, right? Uh, similar themes, the idea of Nebuchadnezzar being the king uh, who ruled Babylon and is looking at this thing that he built himself and then God takes it away from him and makes him go mad. And here's this fictional king that we have looking at his kingdom and here it is being destroyed and he can't like the end is coming. I, I, from a Christian thematic standpoint, it's there and it's not too heavy handed unless you want it to be, which I think is very, very, very difficult to do uh, because it's sometimes very easy to be like, Jesus is great, and so is the Bible. Read it all and save your soul. Well, we haven't listened to the rest of the songs. <laughs> I can't wait for those lyrics to come back. Uh, Coconut Dracula, just the tip of the iceberg. And Coconut Dracula will only put the tip in. <laughs> yeah, that's the weird thing about having sex with Coconut Dracula. Just he stopped tip. drinking flesh and he stopped putting it all around. <laughs> oh, boy. Let me tell you, Coconut Dracula is swanging. Yeah, oh, but boy. he won't. <laughs> just, the, just the tip. Just, right? just the tip. <laughs> Coconut Dracula, just the tip. <laughs> oh, man. So gross. <laughs> Stroking. <laughs> so no. Oh, man. Clarence Carter. <laughs> destroys uh, everything he touches truly <laughs> please the next uh, song oh no yes. well the next song is called the side effects of youth Is Ripper. this the most rocking song about not having a good time ever made? <laughs> Literally, it is. About, and I want to apologize. I don't know what's going on with my voice that is like deteriorating during this episode. But whatever. The lyrics. The, the first line. Hey, I get it. The sun has never seemed so bright. The colors never seem so loud. And there's so many pretty girls. I get it. But don't forget who you are who you were because if you put passion before principle you'll lose even if you win you'll lose wow mm. that's i think that's... i see in body count said it the best the winners lose it all someday wow wow just wow just wow, wow. 
but it's a ripper for sure. Jenny, thoughts? It's definitely a ripper. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Love this dude's vocals. Yeah. Great I can, voice. I can see why he's stuck with it all these years. He's real good. And he can do it live. Seen him live. He can pull it all off. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. You met him. I met him. I did. And he was very nice. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, he didn't uh, did, just say Coconut Dracula. And then walk away. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He didn't whisper the name of his song to you and walk away. I, I did hey, Lauren, it it's nice to meet you. And then he disappeared in a pile of smoke. Oh, man. Not a poof. Um, uh, <laughs> That's a real poof. Not a poof. Not a poof. Uh, we did, did we talk about, you know, because, you know, really, this is just a Coconut Dracula podcast now. Um, <laughs> did we talk about the video for Coconut Dracula? You know what? We didn't talk about the video for Coconut Dracula. There's a video uh, for Coconut Dracula? Yeah, it's actually <laughs> a pretty good video. Yeah, it's uh, um, the band performing in a dilapidated... I don't know, building? Yeah, it looks Not like an house. abandoned building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then intercut with um, kids in various Halloween masks, including a kid in a Dracula mask, and they are breaking shit and causing a ruckus. And at one point, they go out into the city, and they're just roaming the streets. And everyone's like, look at these little kids in Halloween costumes. It's crazy. Isn't Yeah, not a bad video. Once again, though. Coconut Dracula. <laughs> Once again, though, Coconut Dracula. Nice guy. Uh, Weird guy. Hey, great at parties. Terrible at social events. Oh, my God. Parties, great. Social events, no way. Like, if you're having dinner with Coconut Dracula, you're fucking in for it. Oh, yeah. no. That guy, he's gonna get started. He's gonna he's gonna reach into his cape, and you're like, "Here we fucking here go. we go!" And he puts a uh, coconut right on the table, and he just shows you that he can bite it with his strong teeth. His mandibles Which... gr- crush <laughs> that thing. Yeah, and you're his... just like, not at the table. Yeah, he's like, "Look at my lateral incisors." <laughs> you're like, "Okay, we get it, we get it." Your mom's a uh. dentist. <laughs> can take it easy, coconut. Yeah, you got to call up Wolfman. Come pick yeah. him up. He's a mess. Call me by my full name. Coconut <laughs> Dracula. When we were boys in Transylvania, <laughs> the coconut tree was the hardest one to climb. It was 78 feet tall and our hands were only small boy hands. Imagine tiny boy. The next song. Yeah. Is next Christ. song is New Wave.
I love these guys. <laughs> Matt, do you love them or do you just love this new wave, man? Hey, it's washed over me. I'm clean now. I'm in. I'm going to tell you what new wave's about. Oh. You probably don't need me to. New wave deals with the idea of watching the world end with someone that is terrified about it while the other person is celebrating the new beginning through the end. There you go. There we go. It's so funny that, um, and I hate to bring this up again, but that he gave us a line clunky as coconut dracula <laughs> but he has these other lines that i really do love I mean, this chorus is beautiful love it but even the like the verses of like the invincible summer is crashing in like i don't know like that just sounds really good to me like yeah i i don't know i think coconut dracula broke me <laughs> i totally agree with you i really like this whole album i i really did enjoy it and i think that there's a lot of something that i was thinking about when i was thinking about uh we were kind of talking about how last week we listened to hacktivist and now we're listening to this and what's the difference i think that this album like hacktivist tells you this album is more feelings based Yes. It's like a lot more, it's so much more like rooted in like metaphor and all of that. Like, whereas Hacktivist just like directly will tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that this album does it like really well and really beautifully in a lot of ways. <laughs> but then there's Coconut Dracula. And like, after reading from them <laughs> what it's about, like, I think I get it more. But even knowing that, it's like, how did Coconut Dracula end up being roommates with all these other? Oh, like <laughs> I just well, you go maybe on. Maybe you need to pick up the phone and call one Bobby Boris Pickett because he oh. can tell you a, a little story called the Monster Mash. Oh my God! Oh wow, Jenny, you did not see that coming, and it was beautiful. There are so many different weird songs in the world just by the way <laughs> that might be one of the worst think about all the songs you know and then remember that they all exist in the same universe and then you die <laughs> <laughs> so once again roach riders and indigo angels sleep tight yeah. <laughs> jesus christ oh boy just remember all of these songs is, exist on the same plane that we're all on <laughs> as we sh- head straight towards oblivion. I don't mean that like you're going to die right away. I just mean that like it maybe in my brain it's difficult to imagine like my neck, my back <laughs> and then anthem by Leonard Cohen and then like sweating bullets and then the monster mash and then coconut and Dracula. Then coconut Dracula. Dracula. All being expressions of human feeling meant to be listened to and like experienced artistically by the same group of people, you know? Yeah. I Maybe mean, I'm s- just on one. You I might don't be. know. I might I mean, what's, be. what's that song, the, the, the Purple People Eater? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That song exists. That song exists. 
Arsenio Hall put out a whole rap and R&B record under the pseudonym Chunky A. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I have the record. That exists with the entire Rufus Wainwright catalog. <laughs> it all exists in the same world. You know, um, I'm really feeling the new wave song now, even more now. It's like one of these people is like, I'm, I'm afraid. And this other guy's like, no, no, no. It's chaos here. We need everything. <laughs> the monster mash and the collected works of Ariana Grande exist together. It's true. All right. We got some more songs to listen to here. Incredible. Let's see what other revelations will take us to. Uh, the next song is called Criminals. The day marches onward, it stumbles and it staggers, and it picks up its daggers like a drunk man falling on a moonlit grave. In case you didn't know, we're all criminals. We capitalize on always acting so proud of what we should have been ashamed of. Yeah, we kept the lights off, and we were so proud. We were so Boy, so that is Sonny from P.O.D. Guesting on the track. We got a chunky riff with some squeal. Definitely heavy. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Jenny, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm ready to. Does criminals equal sinners? Yes. Nailed it. You got it. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yes, it should be noted uh, that they they do say it, uh, it, it's supposed to be a playful song about us all being criminals, but for real, everybody's guilty of disobeying and should be noted. Sonny from P.O.D. came in and killed the song with us. It was a huge honor to write and record that song with him. He's one of the most humble and genuine dudes we've ever met. But I yeah, can see that. we're all criminals. Hey, man, we're all criminals. I liked this song a lot. Yeah. I thought it was fun to hear Sonny. And I, again, kind of go back to, like, you can take this as far as you want to. You know what I mean? Like, you can you can leave this at the surface level of, like, we're all criminals and just enjoy it as a good song. Or you could take it deeper into a faith-based route if you wanted to. You do not have to, though. Because the song rips enough, you know? Good yes. Lord. Yeah, no, this I This is the fucking insights of <laughs> No, no, I, I get what you're saying, Matt, because it's not um it's not an overwhelming preachiness. You know, the the the, the religious angle on a lot of these songs is very light. So you can apply it however you want. It once again yes. it kind of fits with the 
I can't remember the name of the group. The Who Says, uh, uh, what are they called that he's in? I'm blanking. Uh, uh, the Whosoever. The Whosoever. Oh, whosoever. Yeah. yeah, which is like semi-religious, but also just more of like a motivator. It's like, yeah, like they're sort of putting their music, like we said, it's an emotion. It's a vibe. Like take from it whatever you need. We're not going to tell you it's absolutely about well they're yeah because they're much more going on the we didn't do this aspects of christianity you know Mm -hmm. like john 3 16 the verse uh for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son who that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life like that idea that they're taking is there's nothing that you did there's nothing that you can do beyond belief that will take you here. They're not saying that, you know, so what a song like criminals, when you hear it, they're saying like your life here could. And again, like you don't need to know any of this to enjoy the song, which is high praise because coming from like 1980s church music, which was like Jesus Christ, anything that even attempted attempted to be secular in the eighties was awful and i know some people are going to be like striper and i'm going to be like "Eh, no 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 i'm going to be like not for me bro but like to have a song like this even be remotely connected to that ideal which i think is like one of the most important tenets of the christian faith without being like eye rolly is pretty fucking impressive to me Mm. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well said, criminal. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. Ah! All right. right. Up next, we've got a song called Mira. Didn't know Bible study Matt was going to have to come out so much. Hey, he's welcome. I appreciate you. Um, So, this is an interlude. All right, I'm going to pull it back a little bit. But while I do that, I'm going to ask how respectful of our time is this record. And I'm going to tell you, Matt, that this record comes in at 37 minutes and 44 seconds. You know they say that albums like this are only 37 minutes. But I can say this. This album could be your lifetime. So true. So true. God damn. Next, we've got a song called... Hearts grow cold. It still surprises me every time I go to open my eyes.
That's a lot of chug, everybody. That's a lot of chug. And I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it at all. Give me that chug. Jenny, give me that thoughts. chug. Give me that chug. Jenny, thoughts on Hearts Grow Cold, specifically the chug? Uh, it's a lot of chug. <laughs> chug has been received. Um, I liked it. I I really especially liked the top of it. I think it's a song that gets it done. It does get it done. It really does. And now we have one song left. We really do. Uh, and it is a song, the titular track, Violence and Destruction. Up. We need to see those lighters. At least one. At least one. Somebody oh, got man. a Zippo here. Somebody. Right. If you're you know, a spider, we... six seems safe. Six seems safe. If you're a coconut Dracula, lighters are pouring <laughs> off you. Your coconut lighter. You know, we talk a lot about pit activators. But this song seems to be all about the crowd surf. Like this seems to just be about people getting passed around, crowd surf, getting you up on the stage, giving a high five to Mikey and then jumping back into that crowd. This album feels much more about community and crowd surfing and having one experience together. It's not a big crusher pit activating album. It's a good time new metal album. You put this on because you're going to have a good time. I feel like this is a, well, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if this is different. Cannon <gasps> Oh, shit. Uh, I feel like the way that uh, last week Hacktivist uh, wanted us to wake up sheeple from our mind, Islander wants us to wake up sheeple from our soul. I think you're right. I think you're right. Okay, cool. I just wanted you guys to say I was right. <laughs> you get it, Jenny. Silence. I was like, you better fucking say it. You fucking don't say that. I'm right. Don't say that. I'm right. I'm so pissed. 
Exactly. I'm trying to get to a higher plane here. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking. <laughs> I, I want to move in with the wolf man in yeah. Coconut Dracula. Look, man. Just, hey, man. I need to move in with Coconut Dracula stat. <laughs> Lauren, what do you think about the canon here? Um, you know, this album is very, very good. Islander are feeling their influences, but they are kind of making it their own um, as my voice dies. I'm not sure if I put the whole thing in, but at the same time, like there's no duds, really. I mean, there's one dud word. Two words. <laughs> it's <laughs> a dud phrase? Phrase? Uh, but otherwise, I mean, this album is like front to back. It's 37 minutes. I mean, truly all killer, no filler. I mean, I feel like Sadness of Graves and Cold Speak are like tremendous. But at the same time, there are so many other songs. Pains, New Wave. So, I, you know, Violence and Destruction, tremendous as well. I mean... And only, I mean, only Coconut Dracula, which isn't even a bad song. We haven't really, we, we got so caught up in that phrase that we didn't really talk about the fact that that song is like the one song in the album that feels more like an alt-rock song. It does. So, I don't know, but at the same time, like, I don't know, the boys really crushed it on this thing. So, I mean, I'm open to a lot of different things. What do you think, Jenny? I... Went back and forth on this a little bit. Um, but I think I would put it in. Mm-hmm. I think that it is a front-to-back album that's good. Coconut Dracula notwithstanding. And I mean specifically that phrase together and that bonkers premise for a song. But what I think is canon-worthy about this record is that it feels like a take on new metal that is modern and accessible uh and it doesn't feel like it's just sort of like performative like of the genre or something like it doesn't just feel i mean it does it's definitely like very deftones Mm -hmm. but to me this sort of like does embody like a modern new metal record and i didn't realize how Christian it was until tonight. And the fact that I listened to it a few times and like, I didn't experience it that way. I mean, it it seems real evident now, but I, I don't know. Like I, I'm not, that's, that's not my faith, but like I can see it both ways now. And I think that is like a pretty really impressive. Very impressive. Yeah. Matt, what do you think? <laughs> you know, um, in a strange way, I was expecting kind of like a complete coin flip on it because there's part of me that's like, is it best in class? Probably not. You know, and probably not for somebody who knows absolutely nothing about new metal in the genre, which is our task. To kind of create that canon. I don't know if I'm pointing them to Islander first. When I when I take a look at it. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed every moment of this record. Sans one. 
that we have exhausted to the nth degree. I don't have a strong argument for it to go in or for it to stay out. I think the the strongest argument for it to stay out is that Deftones exist. These guys are doing a good job of honoring that style, adding their own flair. At the same time, is it enough? I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's enough to put the whole thing in. Lauren. Matt makes some really good points. I'm sorry to make you talk. When you're <laughs> I know. Clearly. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, I'm literally disintegrating. I, uh, I'm really kind of torn. Cause I, I mean, the thing is a front to back ripper and that is more rare than I think people realize. And, uh, and I think they're, uh, they're coming by their influences, honestly. And I, as much as I could hear like the Deftones in this of it all, I would still listen to it and go, I'm listening to Islander because Mikey is like doing his own type of vocal. I'm not mistaking him necessarily for Chino, even when he is like channeling Chino or mistaking him for Sonny, even when he is like a student of Sonny. So I'm kind of leaning towards like putting the whole thing in. But but what do you think, Jenny? I think I I can see both sides of this. But I still think I fall on the side of putting it in. I agree with you, Lauren. Like if there's a if we're looking at new new metal and we're wanting it to learn a lesson, from some of the previous things we've heard, I think that the being respectful of it at 37 minutes, oh every song's a ripper interludes are well-placed. Um, I think that it like learned its lessons. Well, there wasn't anything that felt like a straight lift to me. If I had to tell somebody to like, if we're, we're talking about, the genre as a whole and like you you have to listen to something from a more modern time like let's assume that this continuum of new metal doesn't end in 2019 but that it continues on for like however many more years i could easily see this being a representation of new metal from this era mm-hmm. that would seem like something that I would recommend to listen to. So it's difficult to measure its influence other than being influenced by things, I think. Right. But to me, this feels like a strong record. And if forward looking, we assume that new metal is going to continue to be made for like 20 more years or something. God willing. God willing. I can't imagine that this would be something that you wouldn't want somebody to look to. So I, I I could see it either way. My gut feeling is put it in. But, you know. I trust your gut. We'll hear about it. Either way. <laughs> hey, we're always going to hear about it. All right, then. There you have it. Islander in the canon. 
welcome. Welcome, Islander. Welcome. And that does bring us to the end of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. November continues on. We're wrapping it up next week. We're very excited. Hopefully next week I will have a voice. That's my plan. (laughs) Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren. Thank you. Matt. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.